the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Um, all right, Marcus, we're good to go? Yeah. Hey, all right, welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh, you know, it, today's a big day. Why? Be- because we have a guest, Marcus. <laughs> so put your fucking pants on, please. We have a fellow, his name is Ned Hepburn with us. Is that, am I saying it right? Hepburn. It's Hepburn. 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 Yeah, emphasis on the U. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ned Hepburn. <laughs> He's the author of Life's Rich Pattern and uh, and, and another wonderful book, Brother Louie, yeah. which is very exciting. And uh, we met each other at the last podcast on the left live show. There was a gal. She's a fan of uh, last podcast on the left. And yeah. her name is Nicolette. And uh, she saw you while you were at the bar. And her eyes got wider than, you know... A 13-year-old girl staring at Justin Bieber's balls. She was thrilled. She literally, her mouth was agape. She looked at me as if I was less than concrete. As if I was just something that she steps over to get to you. And I was like, I must must discuss life with Mr. Ned. And then, of course, like I've done on three dates, which has lost me three dates, I brought up Bill de Blasio. And then Ned said, we're not having this conversation right now. And stormed away. And I was like, I think I lost another one. I think I've lost another friend. Oh, no. He has lost Damn so you, de Blasio! <laughs> he has lost so much to this. He made it. I mean, him mentioning Bill de Blasio led to a sequence of events that made him make a girl cry on a day. Oh, wow. No, her ex-boyfriend made her cry. Yeah, but de Blasio didn't help. No, de Blasio didn't help, but I made it all up to her. I bought her a sweatshirt the next day, so <laughs> everything is fine. Nice. So thank you for being here, Ned. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you're, you're, you're a, a celeb and a star, and, oh. uh, and Nicolette says uh, hello, and she's thrilled uh, that I have the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, so, um, you know, when you shake my hand after the show, I won't wash it until I see her again. <laughs> Then I'm going to smack her on her sweet ass with it. <laughs> and her boyfriend's going to punch me in the face. <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. Nice. Also, the F Yeah Tumblers. That was started by you. Yeah, it was. That's a meme. Really weird to think about. Yeah. What was that, 2008 you did that? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, there's a whole weird story behind it if you if you really want to hear it. Like, we have so much time. We do? <laughs> like, literally, like okay. more, the more you talk, the the better. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this is all about. <laughs> My ego is thrilled. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, I was working at a fast food place in Los Angeles, and I'd come back and get really, really, really high. Nice. Which is a consistent theme for most of my 20s. You have to do it, yeah. Um, and yeah, I came back, and I, I, was, I was Googling things uh, that I thought were scary. And oh, perfect. sharks were one of them. And it could have been fuck yeah, spiders. Right. I, if I had known when... I remember doing it, which is the weird thing. I'm just like, oh, sharks are hilarious. This one's going to say something stupid like lolcats or whatever. I really... Like, I remember actually doing it, but if I'd known at that point that it would actually become a thing, that was it's really weird to think about it now. Yeah. I mean, this and thing like, went viral, right? Yeah, yeah. And so what was the first meme that you sent out that everyone was just like, that's fucking brilliant. I love that. I love the way that that shark is like sharton or whatever the hell it might be there's one that keeps coming back which was um the f- it's a it's a guy he's pushing a shark out of the way i guess and he says i said like uh 
like fuck you shark you're drunk or something that's great and like it keeps coming back in like other memes which is really really i'm not i'm pretty right. sure i wasn't like the first person to ever think of that but like yeah, other, the one uh, yeah the, uh, excuse me i was looking at the water yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that it's yeah. weird to think it's weird to like look at that I and mean, i'm not trying to take ownership of that those five words or whatever it is but <laughs> you own it man it's pretty weird yeah that's amazing i mean it must be it's a, it's a strange sort of new celebrity it's a new phenomenon to be like recognized for your comedic talents <laughs> by a meme you know like yeah. you're known through like five words or less and a fucking picture of a shark yeah comedic talents and that is comedic talent really bad photoshop skills <laughs> i can't do the photoshop i cannot do the photoshop i've been trying i could teach you you know the thing about photoshop every time you start to do it it always just ends up looking like Pornhub <laughs> because that tends to be where i go immediately after trying to do any sort of photoshop things it's bizarre a lot of things start to look like Pornhub by the time you get bored with them well a lot of things a lot of activities in your life end with Pornhub. yeah that's true i actually had to talk to Pornhub for work this week oh yeah how were they i actually talked to my computer about no i'm kidding um but i talked to the vice president of Pornhub, which is a guy who has an office i'm sure which is the weirdest thing and what was he uh what was the man like um, was he sleazy or scummy or was he just like straight business like yeah we do the the ass to mouth, yeah, that's a very successful branch. Well, not here to, at Pornhub. Not to put it directly into like obviously this political podcast, but not to like just thrust it directly into it. But um, yeah. I was doing a story on how Obama uh, Pornhub offered o- to help Obamacare with all their IT users, oh, or I, which I, is a IT, brilliant IT employees. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, again, that is a brilliant idea, and Pornhub should have been it's on. really good. Yeah, it's really get, good. Get um, him, he, they should have been in the Oval Office. Pornhub and Google and eBay and uh, Amazon, all of these websites that get millions and millions of hits on a daily basis that don't crash, should have been talking with President Obama. Well, like, he gave these, like, I mean, maybe, I'm sure he's not listening or whatever, but, like, there's this guy who, he gave one really, really fucking weird answer that's really funny. I'm trying to remember what it was off the top of my head, but it was really, really kind of like, yeah, hang on, it was. It was I would um, also love to see the Pornhub, yeah. if Pornhub was really involved with the Obamacare website and be like, do you suffer from anal warts? <laughs> do you like all of the, all the pre-existing conditions? Or was like, these seem oddly sexual. I don't have any of those. Who really They suffers, didn't mention though. melanoma. So <laughs> it's kind of weird, you know? Uh, what was so you asked him a question? Oh yeah, well, now I forgot what it was. It was just a goofy answer. I would imagine you would sort of have to be uh, sort of an eccentric, sort of a um, yeah. what's the name of the guy? Uh, very famous Woody Harrelson played him in the Larry movie. Flint, a Larry Flint type who a freedom lover. Yeah, you know. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the man who shot Larry Flint, he was just executed. The serial killer who shot Larry Flint. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the racist it? killer. He's a, he was a white supremacist. Is that, was that the Wikipedia name for him? It, yeah, oh, I think yeah. it really was. No, yeah, that, that was a, yeah, that was his. Uh, yeah, it was a he was a white fella. Did not he wanted to start a, a race war mm-hmm. and uh, didn't work out. Wow, you know, and uh, yeah, and then he's the one who shot Larry Flint, and he is now dead. Mm-hmm. But again, Jesus. Larry Flint's been half dead for thirty years. So who won? Who won? He's got no legs, Marcus. <laughs> He's got no legs. He's got a private plane. Yeah, that's right. And no legs. I'd take the plane. Over no legs? Yeah. Definitely. I don't want my legs. I've been trying to figure out a way to become comfortably <laughs> paraplegic for a decade. Well, your legs are actively trying to kill you. I know. I've got blood clots. These are just shotguns, my friend. <laughs> Aimed right at my goddamn chin. I'm going to go out like that politician did who blew his brains out during the press conference. Oh, oh Dwyer. God. I remember seeing that. It was like one of the first things I saw on the fucking internet. Really? Yeah. What was his name, Marcus? Bud Dwyer. Bud Dwyer. Oh, God. I've never seen that. It's a wonderful life. Bud Dwyer. <laughs> <laughs> the Bud Dwyer story. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's great. But this is all new media, all this meme stuff. It, it, is. it is very, very important. You know, everyone loves it. And this is where, I mean, obviously you, you write for Esquire.com. And, I do. And all that, uh, and all that stuff. It must, be, it must be kind of fun to have this sort of celebrity. According to your super fan, uh, Miss Nicolette, uh, she says that you're um, underrated and a genius and brilliant. What? And you're going to uh, become a huge, massive star. Like, so really? we always get them. What's that? That'd be great. It will be That'd great. Be <laughs> it's going to be good. Uh-huh. But it must be bizarre now because you just live. You didn't have to go the Walter Cronkite way. I mean, <laughs> if I if I redeveloped an ego uh, like I did when I was like seventeen, eight, I was the worst seventeen and eighteen year old like oh, like God, like vinyl were. pants oh, like cool. full on like I thought it was the funs for two hot seconds. It was bad. I mean, you know, um, every time you bump into a jukebox, it does turn on. So <laughs> I think the true. world was just sending you the it message. Is, it is totally true. Um, fonts. No, if I where'd start, you grow up at? Oh God, good good thing we're getting away from that. Um, <laughs> if I start redeveloping an ego, it's that's the end of everything to me, pretty much. But yeah. Ego, um, my, we all have to keep our egos in check. Absolutely, God knows, it's true. That's what I mean, alcohol's for. Exactly. This is why we do what we do because our egos are insane. But we just don't have the upper body strength to stab people, so we can't be serial killers. <laughs> so we have to do comedy and use our tongues and our brains. It's sad. It's a terrible life. It's awful. <laughs> I blame all the cameras around. Is that the catchphrase for the show? Either it's a wonderful life or it's a terrible yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Just a bizarre shade of gray. <laughs> Not bad. Nice. So you probably get some uh, some chicks sending you tit pics and stuff like that with your online celebrity? Um, I've gotten three tit pics, so they need one more to get two sets. Ooh, that's pretty great. Good. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty weird thing. God, that's a horrible thing to think about. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I recently got a. Um, one, I got a very nice woman, and she's smart, and she was brave. Mm-hmm. She's a yes. brave woman. Yes, she sent me a picture of her, uh, of her beautiful buxom body, and I'll tell you, I was tickled and thrilled. In the round table, we got a, a tip pick as well. Yep. A collective tip pick. Let's see, uh, we do another podcast, which you have to come on and do. It's called The Round Table of Gentlemen, and it's all oh, I like bizarre. Like, name. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I came up with a name, so thank you, Ned. No, he didn't. Henry did. <laughs> no, I did. I came up with all the names! <laughs> I have email. I got a whole file called For Future Lawsuits, and I came up with all the names. <laughs> Can't wait for that to start happening when we go the way of the band. <laughs> Levon is like, well, you just wrote down what I was saying, Robbie. And Robbie's like, well, you're too drunk to write, Levon. That's well, the story you, of the you, band. If you get a naked, a good, good band reference. Thank you, sir. Um, if, you, if you get like a, a naked picture of somebody, like no one really wants to see a naked guy. No. Ever. Never. I mean, this Jeez, is the, 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 the fall of Wiener, you know? The, no one a, wants to see that it. That was the best World War II book ever. The fall of Wiener? <laughs> yeah, it really I was. like that. Um, yeah. No, like dicks are like rhetorical questions. They should I really never be enjoy- answered. I read the Battle of Wiener right after I read the uh, the um, the Battle on Plumper Hill. No, uh, the battle, the battle on Plumper Hill. <laughs> Basically, I'm just working on a new screenplay. It's called Meatballs. It's gonna be the Battle of Plumper Hill. Is that a porno? If not, it needs to happen. It just has to exist. So, but you, enjoy, I mean, you know, but it's it's it is a nice compliment when you when you have sort of an online presence because people oh. are just they're they're a click away from uh, from sending you a picture of their tits. It is weird. I mean, it, it is weird when people think that they know. It sounds like such a weird thing to think about now. Never. They know you. No, it's 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 yeah. insanely yeah. bizarre, and especially on these shows, we get very open, you know. And obviously, that's the whole point of it uh, is to make people feel as if uh, you know you're friends, and we are, you know, for all intents and purposes, we are friends, and it's my perfect friendship. Uh, situation because it's extremely one-sided where I'm just talking yeah. and all they do is listen. We don't have to listen to them at all. <laughs> That's great. 
I'm just kidding, of course. I love to listen to you. We always enjoy interacting with each other. Um, but it is bizarre because people know so much about your life, and yeah. then you meet them, and you're completely in the dark. It's almost like that. Uh, there was that dating show where all the lights were off, and then you had a uh, conversation, and then if the person was there when the lights got turned on, yeah. dating in the dark. I think it was cleverly named. Cleverly. Named well, the, Dating in the Dark. Well, there was the dating game, which where you just didn't see anybody right. on the other side of it. Rodney yeah. Alcala was on that one. He was also a serial killer. Yes, he was. Of course, the dating game killer. That was a really um, Let's see. Well, you, of course, you were on a reality show. This is the thing about Ned. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was on a reality show in South America. You've traveled the country. I did. And uh, I also found a piece of information out about you that I thought was uh, fascinating. You carry a Garfield with you wherever you go. <laughs> did Nicolette tell you that? Yes, she or did. Just a picture of the. Oh, you yeah, have a I little do. Garfield. My friend uh, Kelly Egan got it for me when I got back from South, South America on that trip, and okay. it has been with me on every single. I put it in a bag or end up taking a picture of it somewhere. And how big is the Garfield? Uh, it's probably about half the size of that toilet paper tube thing that you guys have there. Half the size. Of- this is good radio, but <laughs> it is good. Yeah, half the size of a toilet paper or a paper towel. Roll. Paper towel. Yeah, half the like, size oh. of a brawny paper towel. Everybody. <laughs> Hey, Brony paper towel. And you <laughs> do some things with that. The brownie paper towel? Or? Yeah. Yeah, the brownie paper. I do. It's very good. And you talk to the Garfield, you rub it, it's a good luck gem. It is, actually. It has been, it went to the Middle East with me. It's been no longer. Where'd you Europe. go in the Middle East? I went to Abu Dhabi and uh, Dubai for uh, something to do with Puma. Oh, I, nice. I, I'm still, I mean, not nothing disparaging against Puma. I'm still having a hard time figuring out what I was doing on that trip in the first place. Like Are we was, talking about the shoe company Puma? Yeah, yeah. And no, a giant cat, like, sent me to really? the Middle East. It was wild. I didn't I let you guys... I took a lot of acid I didn't, at the party, and then yeah, that happened. Yeah. I didn't tell you guys this at home, but <laughs> Ned's actually an animated character. It's um, I've been told that. Yeah, it's very nice. I did actually just watch the... Uh, I had a relatively sad evening, but not really. But uh, halfway through, I, I figured it was kind of sad. Uh, me and my roommate, Jason, uh, we're, we're, I'm 32 years old. Yeah. And we were kind of stoned and kind of drunk, or I was real stoned and I was real drunk. And I think he was kind of sitting there. Um, we watched the original, uh, the Robin Hood, the animated Robin Hood. Yeah. And uh, the cartoon. Oh, the uh, Disney one with the, the Disney one. and whatnot? It holds up. It's good stuff. Wait, which one? I totally tuned the, out. The anim- so no, that's fine. Don't, I totally don't, realized just like I was just in a room that was really bad. That's I told fine. you before we started recording that I kind of rain man out every once in a while. That's and just fine. end up thinking about spiders. Well, or no, it's Black Friday. Coins. you got to go to Kmart. Okay. Everyone does. You know? <laughs> got to go to Kmart. What movie was it? I'm so sorry. It's really not a very good story, Wait, Ned. Fox so I, the Hound I'm the other one? Fox and the Hound. No, not Fox and the Hound. The Robin Hood one. Yeah, the Robin Hood. Oh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, with all it's the a foxes great movie. Oh no, I, like yeah. I, I've known, I know every single word of that movie pretty much. Really? Yeah, yeah. You I love really that. Are movie. like Rain Man. Yeah, a little bit. You <laughs> <laughs> got the haircut. What's for your it. favorite line? Um, it's probably like the like uh, arms for the poor, arms for the poor. Uh, that whole scene right there is really, really good. Um, they reused a lot of footage in that one. Yeah, they do, they do from other movies as well. I've yeah, seen that whole it's thing. bed 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 knobs and uh, broomsticks, bed bath and beyond. Totally true. Yeah, they do that. They do. Huh? They Just do. puns over here in this seat. It's not bad. So, what were you doing for Puma in the Middle East? Uh, I don't know. Really, it was kind of weird. Um, they needed a writer to go on this trip, and I was a writer at that point. So, well, I still am. But yeah, um, yeah, they, I I still have. I filed one article for a website um, from that trip, and it was—it's kind of—it is like a weird thing to think about why I was even there in the first place, because everyone else was like a photographer, right? Um, Were you having sort of a Jack Nicholson from The Shining moment, where you just like typing <laughs> at your keyboard and you just like looked at it, and you're like, you know what, I'm not having a lot of fun. No, I'm not having any good times here. It was. Uh, 
I mean, we did all this cool stuff and everything, but I, it's a lot different to write about being on a boat because it's kind of like there's no car chases in books, basically. Yeah. So it's kinda, right. it was kind of like a, you know, there wasn't like a he drove faster, he did this, he did that. So everything that I was writing for this story ended up coming off like fucking Hunter S. Thompson, like someone trying to definitely be Hunter S. Thompson because I had yeah. no idea what I was supposed to be doing out there in the first place. Um, it was a very that kind of added to the whole feeling of that. I don't know if you guys, if you guys ever, um, if any of your listeners ever been to the um, that part of the Middle East. It's a very, very weird place. Oh yeah, we have a good friend Saman who is uh, he's an Iranian fellow who's been all all into the war zones and things, and it's interesting to uh, learn by proxy through him because I've never once heard any story. Uh, from the Middle East or of the Middle East that makes me want to hop on a plane and go to the Middle East. <laughs> I'm oh, I mean, I'm just too big. I'm too white. Yeah. Six foot seven, redheaded. You're sticking out, man. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, you know, when they're teaching children how to stone women, I'll just be the practice target because <laughs> I'm just so big. They're Easy. like, you can start. We'll start him with the big one. He'll be able to hit him and I'll just be dead immediately. Any major experience over there that you love, though? Women are beautiful. <laughs> The women are beautiful. There's you no are, you are really good at radio. It's good. You know exactly when to cut off. I think yeah. right. like, so it was good. I'm diving in. The work of a professional over here, dude. I wa- yeah. I watched a lot of Charlie Rose yesterday. So I, I got my... <laughs> who, is the, who is a god, by the way? Charlie Rose. He is the best. He's amazing. Best, best interviewer of our generation. I think it's the table. It is the table. <laughs> it is the... That fucking cheat. Yeah. He's just got a it. nice table. Yeah. That's what it is. That's all you need, really. Yeah, it is true. A good table. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's get into let's get into a news story, Marcus. Absolutely. Let's do that because we've talked about media, and I, I mean, I'm not sure yeah. what your take is on this, but Alec Baldwin recently with MSNBC, Marcus, let hit him with the news. Alec Baldwin ended <laughs> his short-lived cable news career with a bang Very on Tuesday, slamming what he described as fundamentalist gay activist for the end of his MSNBC show. Speaking to Gothamist, Baldwin was scathing, mm-hmm. saying. I dispute half the comment I made. If I called him cock-sucking maggot or a cock-sucking motherfucker, faggot is not the word that came out of my mouth. That I know. Well, it, do- it just did, though, Mr. Baldwin. It just, well, yes, now it did. But you've got the fundamentalist wing of gay advocacy, Rich Ferraro and Andrew Sullivan. They're out there. They've got you. Rich Ferraro, this is probably one of his greatest triumphs. They've killed my show. And I have to take some responsibility for that myself. Wait, so did, He's, did he, Alec Baldwin actually say all of that? Yeah. He doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He <laughs> really doesn't. He does not. But it, it is interesting, of course, because he's always fancied himself uh, you know, a, a, a man for the liberal cause and things like that. And when it comes after him, when he realizes sort of the um, – they're very um, – they're very controlling of, of language. You know, this is the only this is one of my major faults with the left is that they really they're very sensitive when it comes to language yeah. and they and they uh they use it as a bargaining chip and they use it as a way to completely destroy lives. The reason that his show got canceled is because the ratings were awful. It, it was started, a, it was a bad show. It was a bad show. But they're like, How can we get rid of Alec Baldwin? Yeah. And wash our hands of him, but still come out as holier than thou. The thing about that, and make him seem like an ant, uh, make him seem homophobic is a perfect way to do it. The, the set of that show was in a diner. Yeah, it was bad. Like, are you a goth kid? Like, are you just going to order coffee and fries the whole night? What the <laughs> fuck are you doing in a diner, right. Alec Baldwin? He's never been in a diner before. That's why he I thought know, it was it a good so, set. He could barely fit in. I mean, not to, not to get all, on his have, weight, but like he yeah. could barely fit in the booth, poor guy. Like It's just like, yeah. who had that idea? Why did they follow through with it? You could have done 20 other different things. But, I mean, this is how elaborate and, uh, you know, uh, 
extravagant his life is. He was walking by a diner that we go to and, you know, eat shitty omelets at and drink coffee uh, and attempt to uh, rally our minds so we can have another terrible day at the mailroom job we have or whatever it might be. And he walks by a diner's like, that's a good set for a show. That's a good set that's for a, a show. Good s- now, that's going to make me it. look like a person. Royal Tenenbaum was a guy who did a thing. Or whatever that, whatever that <laughs> It's amazing. So I'm happy your show is canceled. <laughs> I am. But I'm not happy with the, with the reasoning behind it. Baldwin is also a good lesson in um, don't show your hand to the paparazzi. I mean, going back to your shark meme, they, they just they smelled blood in the water. As soon as you... Piss off Alec Baldwin, you're guaranteed an amazing shot, yeah. an, an amazing picture, and a great quote. Yeah. Because he just gets so goddamn upset all the time. Yeah, you're getting a payday from the New York Post from Alec Baldwin. Every, Every time. time. He's a gold mine. He's an absolute gold mine. But Al Sharpton, uh, Marcus, there was a little, there was a vine. Al Sharpton, uh, you know, obviously he is a very successful show on MB, uh, MSNBC. And I was watching this documentary on Morton Downey Jr. Have you ever heard of this guy? No. He had the show. It was is that insanely. Robert, is it like a Robert Downey Jr. thing? Or? No, it's Way not. It's, Morton Downey was his father, and he was a super successful Italian crooner. Oh, he sung very well. Oh, there you go. Morton Downey Jr. was a um, not talented. Oh, he was a, sort of a James Dolan type, the owner of the New York Knicks. Awful oh. human being. Hate James Dolan, but they he's a legacy. Did, uh, they trained did the, the James James Lynn dude. Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, it still has the number one sales uh, as far as jerseys go in the NBA because I don't even like the Knicks that much. I'm not not even. I love the Knicks and I hate the Knicks. um, It's fine. You can say whatever you want. I don't get why they. I really don't get why they traded him. That was a really weird thing. Just for jersey sales, you should keep him. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. But I'm watching this documentary and I stumble upon this clip with Al Sharpton. Basically, it was a very evocative show, provocative show. And it was a political show. And I miss these times in American history when um, shows were like. Uh, they were very um, grandiose and they were very like they were I mean Morton Downey Jr. was a fucking psychopath yeah let, right? me, let me give you a little bit of some of the things he used to do on a show uh, he would chain smoke during the show oh, and, blow, and blow smoke in his guest faces uh, his signature phrases were pablum puking liberal and zip it his fans became known as loudmouths, patterned after the studio lecterns, decorated with gaping cartoon mouths, from which Downey's guests would go head-to-head against each other on their respective issues. They were great. And, of course, he buddied up with Al Sharpton because Al was looking for a, uh, you know, a, a, looking for a vehicle to, uh, to spread his word. And, uh, and there's a great clip. Marcus, can you play the vine? Yep. I'm tired of the magazine, but you ain't nothing. You're a punk faggot. Now, come on, do something. And, of course, this is Al Sharpton. Oh. Uh, which is great, and, it, and it's original size. Al, I Sharpton. thought that was like SNL for two. He looks like the what's his face up at SNL and written in that vine, doesn't he? What's the guy's oh, name? Oh, he does. Oh, uh, Keenan. Can you see it from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really does. You can yeah. go to go to my Twitter at Ben Kissel and you can see the vine. Um, but of course, you know Al Sharpton has said many inflammatory things like that and worse yeah. throughout the years. But MSNBC has done nothing against him. It is literally. Well, I mean, I've got, I got, I got, I've, I got a theory. <laughs> It's weird when you get into this kind of word policing kind of a weird way. And don't get me wrong, like it's a very deri- it's a very bad word. Oh yeah, we people- all know. I have two gay older brothers. We we're, it's, yeah, we have yeah. a huge gay following. Anytime, yeah, anytime a straight white dude says "Don't get me wrong," but about any sort of this, anything, it's never great. Yeah, it's never going to be brilliant. But <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I mean, unless it's about trans fats, but trans fats <laughs> are really bad for you. I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of true. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, no. The, you kind of have to take that into context of, I think, like where he grew. He's coming from, 
he's definitely his parents were of a generation where that was the kind of language that they threw out. So it's there's something like yeah, deeply, Alec and Al. deeply ingrained into both of their psyches yeah. as to where that when something bad happens they go like ah and they say shit like that. I think people our age wouldn't because we've been brought up in a whole different you know realm. You know it's weird. My older being. brother loves saying it, but my older brother when he says it, it's just like ah, it's still shocking and bizarre. Yeah, it's like when my black girlfriend says the n word. Yeah, it just sounds wrong. She's British. Yeah, she's you British, know? and oh, it just cool. Yeah, you know, really it's really cool. Yeah, it's really he cool. Is, <laughs> he is dating. Marcus is like, basically a VJ. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It really is. Downtown yeah. fucking yeah, Marcus's yeah, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, downtown Nikita. Uh, but it, She's yeah. a BBJ. She's a British black Jew, yeah. which is really liberal of the year, Marcus Parks. Nice. Hey, 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 look at me. Nixon, what? he just gave the cool. fucking Nixon, by the way. He just put, a, <laughs> put his hands up in a double piece. Yeah. Ooh, we should talk. Double. Yeah, that's kind of a fun story on a, on a uh, similar sort of level. And this is a woman that I absolutely despise. And this is something that happens, I think, quite often. Um, with the way that the uh, with the way that the left sort of um, creates the narrative, it leads to stories like this being able to really blossom and get out of control. That uh, uh, lesbian uh, waitress in New Jersey. Oh, oh yes. God, that was and this story so weird to read about. This drives me nuts because, of course, uh, for those that don't know the story, she is issued as a waitress. She was working in a pizza joint. Uh, she claimed that she was not given a tip, and then the per- people that were uh, you know that she was serving, they wrote on this. Uh, on this receipt, you know, we're not going to tip you because we disagree with your lifestyle. I wouldn't tip her because her haircut's terrible, but that's fine. Uh, that's a whole other story. And uh, and then so it blew up all over the Internet. It comes, uh, we come to find out that the couple has the receipt uh, from the restaurant that says they paid $111. They gave her an $18 tip, which is like a 20% tip. Yeah, and tip. they didn't vote for Chris Christie because he was against gay marriage. They were a family together, which no one even mentioned. And it was just sad to me how quickly... Um, everyone took the side of the notion that humans are awful. Well, people want to be on the side of the uh, this is such, victim. This is, no, this, this is such like dicey territory because there's all sorts of weird politics that come into this. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that are completely fucking valid, and some of them completely aren't. Like you've got you have people that take advantage of the victimhood that they can create out yes. of that. Like I've read about her. Um, how she was like kicked out of the Marines. She was kicked out of this and that, and then she just made this shit up. And like an ex-girlfriend of hers, like said, "That's definitely her handwriting. She wrote this on a thing so she could get, you know, a couple of thousand dollars for and whatever." And she did, yeah. And she totally fucking did. Um, I think people just genuinely. There's definitely something. To, I mean, I God, it's, I, I was going to write an article on this, but fuck it. Um, I do think it has something to do with social media, and it's got something to do with Facebook. How you can kind you how that if you can put something on there that will effectively like reach millions of people that will bring out the worst in people i think i don't think you need do you think that the internet brings that. out for the most it's part do you just, think that it brings out the worst in people or the best in people i think it cites like facebook it's not the internet i think the and i think the internet in general is like like avatar like the navi kind of yeah like it's 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 for the good but you can completely fuck it up if you have right. an inclination I forgot. What's the guy's uh, Giovanni Rabinsky? Yeah, if you're Giovanni Rabinsky. <laughs> Who's this guy? And he hate the internet. In Avatar. Oh, in Avatar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never saw it. I don't watch movies with fake people in them. <laughs> <laughs> Only real people in my American-made films. What's that? They're all made in China? God damn it, fine. <laughs> That's fine. You imagine there is a dude out there who has that stance. Yeah. No robots in my movies. <laughs> oh. I don't go watch robot movies. 
I don't know why you have a deep-seated <laughs> hatred for the microwave people, but it's got to set. I'm going to start calling all robots microwave people. <laughs> it's like a derogatory yeah, term. You're like no a microwave talks. person. I'm just here to serve you, sir. Yeah. Microwave it. <laughs> Get out of here. Goddamn microwaves. That's going to be great. Taking our jobs. I mean, do you think that we're going to have... I was thinking about this the other day. Just the future. I would judge somebody harshly if I found them being mean to their uh, robotic servant. Yeah, I think yeah. I would, too. I don't, you know, it's just bizarre, right? Because the robot doesn't give a shit. Yeah, the robot has no feelings. None whatsoever, theoretically. But you, what, you th- what I would think if I saw someone treating the robot servant like shit is that that's how they would treat people if it were socially acceptable to do so. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And then we're one step yeah, closer yeah. to a robot president, which <laughs> might not be a bad idea. It would be kind of weird. Yeah. What if it was a Furby? Ooh, God knows. Furbies are never going to be president. We ain't having no Furby president. It's just some sort of bizarre... uh, You imagine there's some gender qualification. Furbies are the female robots, and they're just like, we're looking for Furby rights and shit like that. (laughs) No, 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 you're a Furby. I'm a robot, goddammit, a robot. (laughs) There's no Orwell book about like. It needs to happen. 2039. That'll be a good book. 2039. 2039. <laughs> the rise of the robot, Furby. That's the bus that's in front of my house. Like, yeah. No, not really. God damn it, I'm a robot. <laughs> I want to see a Furby give that fucking speech. I'm getting no respect over here. The robot asks. I'm not a toy, I'm a robot. God damn these kids. <laughs> like a Gran getting Torino re- 2. Yeah, oh, that'll be great. Oh, I'll, yeah, we have to... We have to cast Gran Torino too. Will there be reverse robot racism? Gran Torino was the greatest movie. Yes, it would be. Gran Torino was an amazing movie, though. I, I grew up in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and of course, after Vietnam, the Hmong helped us, uh, you know, fight the Viet Cong and all those things. Um, and so they all got a lot of them were able to come to America, you know, with full citizenship. And, you know, being the American government that they are, it's always a two-sided coin. The one side is like, hey, you get to be an American. But then the bad side of the coin is, hey, you get to move to Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so there was a huge monk. Wisconsin's very nice. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's cold. I spent like three, four years in Chicago. I had a girlfriend in Minneapolis, so I know Wisconsin very yeah. well. Like driving through whatever road. It's a nice state to drive is. through. It That's is. They say, but cheese chalets, strip clubs, mm. and other random fun things like... Uh, Soda machines, yeah, you know, a lot of soda machines, and they got bubblers, which is which is a water fountain, balls, microbrews, microbrews. There we go, micro. Wisconsin has great microbrews. I got the no, this is that's a story for another time. Um, I got the weirdest. I was on an Amtrak, not Amtrak. What's the other one? Greyhound from uh, Minneapolis to Chicago, and this girl got on. Um, I had, there's one seat open next to me, and she, this girl gets on. She's like heavy set, unibrow, long, greasy hair, but like she's got these cheekbones that are amazing. This is a, like a probably two minute long story. I apologize, but no, keep um, going. She had these amazing cheekbones, like genuinely, yeah. just kind of like she was very. You could tell that somehow, somewhere, like she was staggeringly good looking, but she completely just stopped. Giving she a unibrowed shit. it out. She stopped giving a shit like a nine months ago, specifically that amount of time. Okay, um, so. She gets on the thing and and, and I like, kind of give her a weird look and I keep my headphones in and then she says like Hey, is the seat open? I'm like Yeah, I guess so. So she sits down next to me. I'm at that point. This is super embarrassing, but but like I was into. Uh, I think I'd just gotten wind of the show Entourage, and I was oh, like, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna write a thing for Entourage. Like it was very. And I wrote this like really. Thanks. Oh, thank you. He just handed me a beer. Um, I wrote this really really bad like short story about like Hollywood bullshit. Like yeah. You know, 
this guy's an actor and no one takes him seriously. Blah. Like it was really was like right. fucking insufferable. And I was like, super, I handed it to her. I'm like, hey, like, you check this thing out. <laughs> and then she's like, Buffalo she, Bill voice. Yes, no, that's great. Right. That's my, that's my go-to pretentious asshole voice. <laughs> hey, what's up? You're a big fat girl. You might like this. <laughs> put, put the lotion in the bath. Well, I'm sure she was beautiful. That's also every American apparel manager I've ever met. Yeah. Oh, that's totally true. <laughs> Yeah. They learned it from Dom. The hoodies are over down here. It's so did she? Did she enjoy the um, uh, the manuscript that you gave no, her? No, she hated it. But we ended up. It was funny <laughs> because she she said like this is really bad and you could do better. And that's ex- honestly like the story has nothing to do with politics or whatever. But she yeah, was it very. It was very very weird. We ended up talking for I think like five hours straight, and she wasn't. She was. A, she was a not. She wasn't like a big model, um, like a big name, but she was signed to. A local agency in Madison, I want to say. I a don't local know. Madison, Wisconsin modeling agency. <laughs> I know. There's, there's four clients. Four, maybe. maybe four clients. <laughs> something. I know. She was signed to... So she was definitely signed I'll to I'll tell something. you one thing. She's doing a lot of a lot of work during Sausage Month <laughs> here at the Piggly Wiggly. Come on down. Half off sausage. Talk to Betsy. The most attractive girl with a unibrow in the tri-state areas. Is there, do you need like a soundboard? With like, like, Brilliant. Like a, like a uh, foghorn. Never mind, never mind. Wisconsin, though. Yeah, so full of um, beautiful women. And so she gave you good constructive criticism. She did. We ended up talking for a very long time. And she was a... Blah, blah, blah. She was a... Um, Vegan. No. Basically, what happened is she was doing some... She was with uh, an older gentleman, as she put it, on a golf course. She got hit by lightning. Struck by lightning. Uh-huh. Um, and then decided she never wanted to do the modeling thing again. And she actually had a bag. She was going to go to a cabin for like, she was going to pull a fucking Bonnie Vera before Bonnie Vera did. Like she was going to go to a cabin in Wisconsin to like figure out what the fuck she wanted to do. And this was the ride. I mean, all she she's going to figure out is that she wants to get the fuck out of this cabin in Wisconsin. <laughs> Which I guess is something that, I mean, I suppose that's good to know. Yeah. You're like you, the whimsy assassin, dude. <laughs> well, no. I'm just saying. There's nothing to do. I mean, but maybe that's the whole point. No, maybe. he really he really is. You hit the nail on the head on that. What, yeah. the whimsy assassin. I love whimsy. Come on. I watched the preview for I Francis, huh? You're, you, you're the, I love you're whimsy. the least whimsical person I know. I sent the girl a sweatshirt for it's, fuck's sake. That's not whimsical. whimsical. That's not whimsical. That's practical. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that is the opposite of whimsy. Well, I just wanted to and talk the, about the monks the note, in Wisconsin. The note, that you, the note that you sent with it was like, "Hey, it's getting real cold outside. <laughs> Don't you fucking start with me and my oh, sensibilities. So I've got a wonderful voice for love." <laughs> God damn like, it! I love that idea. Wait, what did it say? <laughs> like, what did it really say? <laughs> That is just <laughs> what it said. I said it's getting cold outside. You're going to want a new bear sweater. It doesn't matter. Uh, Ned, Ned, I don't need this from you. I mean, I don't need this from Marcus. It's sweet. I'm not saying it was it's sweet. not Thank sweet. It's not, but whimsical. it's just not whimsical. Yes. Whimsical. You're like the uncle that can't hug and does a handshake. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happens. It's like, you know, that's fine. Hey, Merry Christmas, sport. Like, they're gonna have that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, good, good. Is he gone yet? We all are, I... We're all out of dip. <laughs> I never even knew that you had a son, Sister Martha. Yeah, he hides in the closet when you come. Oh, tragic and sad. Does the fun ever start? I mean, please. <laughs> Whimsical assassin. We have, we have fun here. What, are you going to fucking smile on your face? Mm, intriguing. Kim Jong-un just killed his girlfriend. <laughs> that makes me happy. 
<laughs> to be fair, though, the sweatshirt is a good idea. Thank you. I yeah. tried. I really cold, tried. And then I got her a signed autograph for the Detroit Red Wings. And oh, stuff. I tried. I tried. You know, I, I go out there and I try. So you're, you know? like, you're like the cool uncle that high fives. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes I wave my hand a little bit too high above their hand. They can't get to it, and they love to jump up and try to get it and stuff. And oh, we're laughing and laughing. Oh, I had too much cornbread. Got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, <sighs> anyway, there's a lot of mugs in Wisconsin, and they were they're, they're great people. And uh, anyway, it just reminded me of the Grand Torino, uh, uh, Torino uh, movie. And I, there needs yeah, to be yeah. the uh, there needs that needs to exist with robots. Yeah, at oh, some we point. About, we were talking about robots. yeah, we talked yeah. about robots. Yeah. Oh, there we go. then we got really human. Yeah, yeah. And then we're back to robots no, because no. I can't it's break like down. Punk. We're recording. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't have a fuck. It's like a jazz album, you know. Yeah. It really is. It really, I listened to jazz last night. I was listening to a lot People of jazz. People over 30 are going to love it. I'll tell you, anyone who, uh, anyone who works for the Absolute Vodka Company, they should just put a bunch of money behind jazz because I drank a whole bottle of sweet Absolute Vodka and just listened to nothing but some good old Coltrane and some other guys I was exploring there on Spotify. That's so you were li- you were uh, watching Robin Hood and listening to jazz and drinking vodka last night? No, Robin Hood was Whoa. Thursday night. You uh, have to listen to the words of Robin Hood, although it does seem a little bit socialist, but we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. I do love uh, that movie, though. It's a great movie. It really is. A it really movie. is a good movie. It's yeah. convinced me that I have to find a fox mate. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to find one. Love to find one. Um, let's see. Well, speaking of... Uh, Tyrants, such yeah. as uh, Mr. Uh, what is it, the sheriff, sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham. Let's yeah. talk about Rob Ford for a second. Oh, yeah. The best man, man your radio voice right now, it's really through the roof. Marcus Parks is you sick, like but I th- well, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. But Rob Ford, he'll never go away. He's perfect. He's the greatest, the greatest uh, cancerous tumor in Canadian politics. Eight days before his mayorality collapsed, Rob Ford was fuming that the elevator outside his city hall office was out of order, and his anger made the elevator a sudden priority for high-ranking city officials. Because the problem-plagued elevator was not working, Ford was forced to take a back stairwell to the parking garage when he angrily fled in October 23rd. Media Scrum, where reporters asked about the reference letter he wrote for his friend Alexandro Sandro Lisi, a convict now charged with extortion and drug dealing, he said at the beginning of the Scrum, giving the elevator a long stare, it's always broken. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, Mr. Ford. I agree with him. That's sad. I would love to watch Rob Ford staring. Rob Ford is the kind of guy who wouldn't walk up an escalator if it stopped. He would yeah. just demand that someone cart him away. <laughs> he needs. He's beautiful, wonderful guy. He's like Queen Carlotta. For those that uh, I'm a huge John Waters fan. Yeah, he is and, like uh, Queen Carlotta. Uh, yeah, John Waters has a, a, a great movie called uh, Desperate Living. And it begins with a uh, very fat maid, not a robotic maid, no. a very fat maid sitting on a man and murdering him. And uh, him, uh, her and, uh, uh, what's her name, Mink Stoll. Yeah. Oh, Mink Stoll. You know Mink Stoll, Ned? Yeah, yeah. She's the best. And uh, they go to this town called Mortville. And there they, uh, you know, it's a bunch of deviants and a bunch of, you know, one chick, uh, a lesbian couple there. Mm-hmm. She's with a gal. She wants a, she wants a gal with a dick. So this chick goes in and gets a very bad surgery. The worst sex change you could possibly Worst imagine. sex change of all time. And then, do you remember this movie? No, just the way you said gal with a dick. Oh, yeah, gal with a dick. <laughs> you made it sound like like eggs and, and like bacon. Yeah. I mean, it sort of is like an eggs and bacon if you oh, think like about it. Grand slam and an egg and o- a dick. Ovaries and a dick. <laughs> eggs and bacon. That's what I call them. I, I 
That's why I Google search by Porto. I'm looking for some eggs and bacon. And gal with a dick and some hash browns. Like, yeah. it's, it's the way you said it. If you're if you're a politician out there, or if you live a public lifestyle and you love chicks with dicks, but you don't want to get caught googling uh, googling them, eggs and bacon porn. Guarantee you, that is a chick with a dick right there. Eggs and bacon. I love that name for chicks with dicks. That's the fucking best. Anyway, she gets a fake dick, and then her, then her uh, girlfriend's all upset. She cuts it off with a scissor. Uh, it's great. Wow. But uh, but Queen Carlotta runs that town, and yeah. uh, she does insane things, much like Rob Ford has done. Uh, she makes everyone walk, walk backwards on Tuesdays and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. And, uh, Played by Edith Massey, the uh, egg lady from Pink Flamingo. Edith Massey, who is, God rest her soul, God she is a beautiful, beautiful, large woman. And uh, and Rob Ford is is, is her. Rob Ford is the, that's the closest thing that I think we can uh, say. Rob Ford is Queen Carlotta, and I want to see him outside of an elevator, livid that the goddamn thing doesn't work. And also, if it's for a parking garage, I'm fairly certain those stairs are going down. Yeah, I don't think that he walked up. I don't know if many businesses have their parking garage on the third floor. They tend to be below the building, so he was livid that he couldn't take a, an elevator down. <laughs> He's, right? He's indicative of everyone that just assumes that they're right. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> he really believes that he is right. Like, he's clearly some sort of um, sponge, like some sort of weird metaphysical way for like a lot of hatred. Yeah. I mean, like, anyone, think- anyone, anytime anyone's ever gotten cut off in traffic in Toronto with some racist shit or, mm-hmm. like, you know, slap somebody, like, it's all, all the hate has gone into Rob's Ford body. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's sort of the way that Freddy Krueger collects souls. Yeah. He just collects rage. Yeah, he's yeah. like an odd uh, manifestation of the collective unconsciousness. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, like when I saw him, it was like for the first time when someone said like, oh, the mayor is on crack, ha ha. Yeah. Right. And then I saw a picture of him like, it, it was like I'd seen him before somewhere. It was kind of like, oh, I've seen you in a dream stealing a bag of coins. Like that's how that happened. And now you're out in the real world with a, with a tie with footballs on it making uh, press... Press talks, press tours, press about- tours. Indeed, yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, who hasn't stealing bags? Crack? Of- I mean, I have. Sm- I have literally. I've smoked crack. I actually, I have no problem yeah. with you get the so much uh, done. Well, you get a lot done. It's yeah. been it's demonized. You know, thank God that's the one great thing about the Obama administration. Crack that isn't kind of went on- yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll bring it. We'll bring it though. It's, it's not the green point of drugs. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, there's never there's no crack gentrification. That's true, but that's one great it's thing. A great to name about for an album, crack gentrification. Yeah. I like it. It is a good name. For Sad Gigi Allen's already dead. He would have been. A, <laughs> it would have been a great. But anyway, Obama did. He 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 made it so it's not more punished uh, than uh, regular cocaine, which was a good thing. It's very good. Yes. What do you think? I mean, obviously, this is a very very funny story. He is technically still the mayor of an extremely, um, you know, a diverse and large major metropolitan city. Yeah. I mean. Is it is it serious at this point? Is it to the point where it's like, okay, Rob, we've had our fun with it, but you do have to like, we need to get a city planner in here. Well, they did take away all of his power, at this and point. apparently, yeah, yeah, they did. So take he's, away he's all. just kind of there, like they. I think they just haven't really found. No one's come up with like concrete evidence of like him actually doing drugs, which is I think. Well, they like do. The, they the, had the video of him but, actually smoking crack, but the people who had it like fucking died so like there was no yeah. one no one isn't hasn't really come out in the public of him like an actual video of him doing that so there's no there is the one though it, it actually helped his approval ratings yeah there was that one where he's definitely definitely smoking crack well how low were his approval ratings before they were never that low they were like 48 percent, 46 percent, and then they shot up above 50 yeah they've always been pretty high people love him they love him 
I mean, I guess this is <laughs> it's insane, but I think what? it's more it's more yeah. of a statement against how people feel about politicians in like this modern era where they just don't feel any sort of I mean, hell, the idea of a robot government, it's comical and everything. But for all intents and purposes, uh, you could argue that people view politicians as robotic and, you know, inhumane and unhuman. So at the very least, Rob Ford, there's one thing you can say about him, and that is he is a human. Rob Ford is full of all the falls, uh, all the faults and all the uh, pitfalls of being a human being. Like he's got him in in spades. You know what? We're not going to let him into the country. Why not? He wants to come to uh, America to see the NHL Winter Classic, but he can't get past the U.S. border because American under uh, because under American law, just publicly saying that you've used illegal drugs is enough to be denied entry to the United States. Oh, that's pathetic. That's really? awful. Yeah, Rob Ford's got to come. When was that law written? I don't know, man. Like never. <laughs> Yeah, the immigration law is pretty strange. I, so I read, I read a uh, another story uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, a woman who was a paraplegic was denied entry into the uh, country because she had a history of depression, which made her, as they <laughs> really? said, really, yeah, that which that made her, as they said, possibly a danger to herself or others. She's a paraplegic. Yeah, how was she, she a danger to anybody? <laughs> what could she possibly do? I mean, she's not going. She's not going to Walmart on Black Friday and tasing a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, you're a paraplegic. How are you a danger to anybody? I'm trying to work my way around that. Like, who would who would be the person to say, like, sorry, you can't come in here. Well, you can't come to America because you've got no arms and no legs. Yeah. yeah. You can't move. Wow. And she what had soulless bastard. She had written a book about, like, her struggle with depression and suicide and all that. They're just like, no, nope, can't come in. So now Rob Ford is just hanging out with this paraplegic what? chick at the border of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Turning her onto a bunch of sweet, sweet drugs. Oh my god, that's great! Should we talk about Black Friday? It's dep- that's yeah. That's this weird. is great. This is when everyone's buying your books. <laughs> that's my, all, all, all eleven people. That's not <laughs> bad. Outside Chicago, a police officer answering a shoplifting call at a suburban Coles shot the driver of a car that was dragging a cop. A brawl at a Southern California Walmart left a police officer injured and two people in custody. A man was stabbed outside of Carlsbad, California Mall. And in New Jersey, a man was pepper sprayed by authorities after he became belligerent while arguing with a Walmart shopper over a television. And one shopper strangled another or wrangled another to the ground with a stun gun in a Philadelphia mall. And a dispute over a parking space outside of Virginia Walmart ended with one man pulling a gun and another stabbing him in the arm. And a Las Vegas shopper was robbed and shot on his way home with a new television. And this is why Rob Ford has never been stronger. Black Friday makes Rob Ford the strongest man in the world. He feels all this. What is the deal with Black Friday? I've been trying. I've been talking with my friends about it. This is a new phenomenon. When the fuck did this tradition start? Because this. Did, Ned, how old are you? Twenty nine. You're twenty nine. Okay, I'm thirty two. Thirty. Oh, well, aren't I the fucking old one in the room? <laughs> Who wants a high five? Um, this is a new phenomenon. This, this did not exist when we were kids. When did it start? And why does it exist? And why are these lunatics out there? This is like post 9-11, right? Is it a post 9-11 thing? Yeah, Was this, this is, this this is based- the late 2000s. This is when Black Friday started. Well, it says, for many years, it was common for retailers to open at 6 a.m., but in the late 2000s, many had crept to even, even 5 or 4 a.m., uh, and now a lot of retailers are opening at midnight. And Well, I mean, right. then they started opening at midnight, and now they're opening Thanksgiving Day. But, I mean, you can just go online and order this shit. 
with yeah, the same you gotta get special. The, you got to get the deal. But the deal is online. Not they, always. Uh, this is one of the saddest American tra- traditions it's of not, all time. It's, man, it's manufactured people assuming the worst about each other. There's no reason why people... I'm just, hang on a second. I'm just going to go on a fucking soapbox. There's no reason for people to to even report on this kind this whole thing like i think after i'm gonna get very weird about this but like after 9-11 there has been such an assumption about like the bad things that people think and do and then you don't need to report on this kind of a thing it's a very like rupert murdoch news corp i, I worked for them briefly i should Ooh. mention that at some point but like well for it's a whole fucking story but like um but no like it's a you you can't just assume the worst about people. And I think there's some very cynical people out there who, I don't know, not to get all Illuminati, Nicki Minaj or whatever, but like there's definitely... It's all real, man. Yeah, it's all real. Oh, I figured out who the well, shadow government is, by the way, but we'll get into that in a second. It, it, it's, it is just assuming the worst about people. There isn't any reason why you need to report on the Black Friday stuff. And I think that people are just doing that. It's it's just for a shock value thing. It's going to be, I think in the next couple of years, there is going to be a huge kick back and we're kind of we should probably i i genuinely believe that probably in like five or six years there's going to be some sort of weird like norman rockwell is of america again where people actually yeah. like look at the good things that people do as opposed to immediately going for the negative because so much of like what i do not so much of what i do but like the internet if you will mm-hmm. is like muckraking kind of uh there's people i used to work with whose entire jobs are in are looking at things are going on to reddit and finding these news stories about people that this uh, you know guy, uh, one guy I used to work with, not going to name any names. Like he wrote a fucking article about it was a Reddit clickbait thing about like and a boy farts and brother mm-hmm. apologizes for it with note, and that was the and then that got so many hits for the website. Like the bosses thanked him. It was this whole thing, mm. and but. That's the thing. Like, if you keep dumbing down the audience, if you keep dumbing down, if you keep assuming the worst out of people, if you keep, if I if I handed you a bag of French fries, French fries, French fries, and I had a banana in the other hand, like it's kind of one of those sort of a things. Yeah, you, you can't keep making. We gotta people... deep fry that banana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd find a way yeah. to like fuck up the banana. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Make but, that banana into food, would you? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think no, we, totally. I, think, I mean, so yeah. do you think that the internet? I mean, because the whole premise of the internet. Remember when they were pitching this damn thing when we were growing up, and they were like, <laughs> "I got this idea for you." Yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> Al Gore's in the room. Okay. Um, <laughs> come here. Of course, but they were like, "It's going to educate the folks. Everyone's going to information at your fingertips." But the irony is, and I don't know, Ned. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that people have become dumber because of the internet? Yeah, I mean, I do think that you don't need to know what your neighbor's thinking all the time. And right. going, going back to the point about Facebook, you don't need a site like that. Facebook, if anything, should be like a calling card for thing, other places you do other things on the internet. It shouldn't be the buy all end all of the fucking internet. I totally agree. What, but what they have right now is they have they basically just created this walled garden where everything you do is inside of Facebook, and everyone like because so much traffic comes from. Okay, here we go. You got like the advertising dollars that are coming in. Um. Fuck. Okay, so, so a lot of these sites, they work on like advertising dollars of from course. like really antiquated, like te- early 2000 era banner ad type things where you've yeah, got yeah. these kind of, you know, like people do buyouts of like, you know, click here to sign up for this. They're always telling me uh, to click on this chick on these uh, yeah. sites with chicks with eggs and bacon. You know, <laughs> uh, how'd you know what I like, Facebook? <laughs> you totally letterman that. Chicks with eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. You have any gum? Oh, man. You have I any wish gum? I had that man's money. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's sad. Ah, no, when I go like into Letterman pen, phase, we got to wrap up soon. Need a pencil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But not like so. Anyway, but oh, I forgot what fucking I was fucking talking about. Well, um, what, what you were, uh, I mean, what you said about yeah. people uh, assuming the worst of each other. I mean, how I I found an AP poll that just came out a couple of days ago. It says that one third of Americans say that most people can be trusted, which is down half from 1972. So, so one yeah. third now. So two thirds of Americans say that most people cannot be trusted. You don't need to know that much about uh, uh, that. It's I. People think that it's going to democratize everything. I think that the way it's set up now is that you have a look at this, them and us uh, like yeah. way of looking at it. Where if you right. go on like a buzz, I also fucking hate BuzzFeed. That's an entire other thing, which I will not get into because that will take too long. But you have that mentality of, you know, looking at these news stories and go like, haha, look at this sad, poor person. Look at this right. sad, whatever world star hip-hop which is fucking hilarious and it went on its own right but like yeah, you've you got all these things where it's just like you've got all these you know people looking at it being like look at those dumb poor people look at this and it's a very them and us mentality which it really fucking shouldn't be because you're behind a right. computer screen people you you have that level of non-interaction with anybody else and i agree with you and i think that's why you know certain i mean again going back to de blasio i can't wait to end this date with you ned so <laughs> we have to end the show I so i'll have to talk about oh, de blasio to end oh, it. But, uh, fun. But there was oh, one of the things um there was one of the, the problems that i had with his divisive campaign you know and, and mm. the, that is the case i think that there is a lot of sort of this sort of like us and them thing but the irony is that people don't realize that what they're watching is actually them it's them and them you guys are the people on worldwide hip-hop you're you're about to be the next dude who accidentally got too drunk and shat himself on the L train that went viral. Like, you will be the next yeah. victim of one of these things. Yeah. And God knows, thank Christ that uh, that we're... I, I, re- I recall one time, it was uh, what 2007, 2008, we were hanging out with Kurt Brownler, and I don't know if you were there, Mark, because it was me, Henry, and Ed. Uh, these are friends from uh, Henry Zabrowski, who's actually just on Reddit. He just did the uh, the. Was live. this on the train? This is on the train. I was the, there. The nine eleven party. <laughs> we literally had the entire L train talking about ain't no party like a nine eleven party because the nine eleven party don't stop, and then a bunch of bomb jokes, and it was awful. No, Bing kept yelling. Burn it down! Burn it down! Burn it down! Which is bad, right? Yeah. Because uh, it was very insensitive. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was 2 no, o'clock in the a, morning. Yeah, yeah, there's a picture uh, that our buddy Radnar took of me sitting next to a guy uh, while we all that was going on. And I'm looking like I'm having a great time. And the guy next to me looked fucking miserable. He was very upset. Very upset. You can imagine uh, how... And, and, and going back again to Mr. Alec Baldwin, you know, it's like this thing gets it's, it gets caught up. It goes viral. The Al Sharpton thing should go viral, but I only got a couple of favorites on my Twitter. Um, that's at Ben Kissel, that uh, Twitter there. Uh, but it is interesting. You can, you never know when you're going to be the next person uh, that is laughed at on the Internet. So um, it's ironic that a lot of folks do have this sort of idea of us versus them, when in reality they are looking at a mirror version of something they might do on Friday. The, 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 the thing I've developed a, a habit, if you will, of um because they still use facebook i guess you kind of have to at this point really but yeah um i mean fuck it real quick tangent all it is is a method of communication it's not the way of communication and then when people start looking at it like the only way of communication that's absolute bullshit sorry um but i have a, I have a habit of going on to news stories that have nothing to do with obama and then reading comments until i find obama's name oh it gets there and, yeah yeah it's it will so do easy. that within 10 comments on yeah, like an yeah, nbc yeah. news story and then someone's goes like fucking like ben and you're like, all right, I have to go. And I go check out this person's profile because they're stupid and they don't know how to 
uh, turn off the privacy settings so nothing shows up. So you have everything that that person shared. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's always these like really terrible be- old people or even like young people with pictures of guns. I fucking hate guns. It's not given to that. But you've got these. It's good. I've like learned so much about like character study, if you will, about yeah. these kind of like real like Sam Shepard like fucking play people that are like the character Sam Shepard's right. It's not right, actually right. Sham- Sam Shepard, but like this like sad existence, just like yeah, posting all this like fucking Obama is from Kenya, boo, and that's what and they, so that's what they do so every twenty five minutes. Man, that's we gotta amazing. have like some sort of new Godwin's law for Obama. Godwin's law is that every uh, inter- every argument eventually devolves into Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the longer oh, an I argument see. goes on, the yeah, yeah, more yeah. likely that Nazis are going to be brought into That's it. That's great. And I think I with American to- politics, with Obama, it's it's always going to come back to that eventually. Yeah, people are upset, you know. I mean, he's the face to blame. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> cute family. Real yeah. cute family. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we I don't know, man. The kids are looking weird these days. They're not looking. They're going through puberty. Yeah, don't don't they're do what Rush weird. did to Chelsea. <laughs> Limbaugh's a dog. She's a dog. She's a dog. <laughs> Limbaugh wants to fuck her and shit. Um, all right. Well, let's just wrap it up. I suppose I do want to do. There's so much uh, other stuff. I want to have you back on because we can talk about guns forever. Can we do? Can we like cut it and then keep going? We could. We could. Um, I got unless I got nothing to do the rest of the day. If you guys want to do, you, are, do you have a home? No, not really. Are we still recording now? Yes. Yeah. I would. No, <laughs> oh, yes, okay, I, good. I have many homes. <laughs> All right, well, hints, there, there very well might be a part two. But, uh, Ned, yeah, thank you so it. much uh, for coming on. And uh, anything else you want to plug here? Um, my <laughs> website. Um, go to nedhatburn.com, Twitter slash nedhatburn, Instagram. And it's um, A-G-P-B-U-R-N. Yeah, it is. Br- brilliant. It is. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being yeah, here, Ned. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. All right, we'll talk to you soon.